0: Hi there, welcome to or welcome back to the Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallen, thanks for joining me. Um, so, this podcast is all about the Stendhal Music Festival. Um, it takes place um, later on in the summer, on the 10th and 11th of August in Limavati. Um Ross Parkhill has been one of the organizers and driving forces behind. The festival which has been on the go since 2011. Um, last year they hit um, record audience figures with 6,500 people over two days. This year they're anticipating bursting the 8,000 uh, figure over those two days. So um, it's a pretty exciting time for, for us. It's um, a, been voted the best small music festival in Ireland three years in a row. No mean feat when you consider some of the other events taking place throughout the country. Um, this year's Music um, includes a, The Wailers, um and So I Watch You From Far, um, Ray McMullen, The Four Of Us, to name but maybe four of a whole bunch. So um, Ross is very dedicated to his cause. He has been trying to recreate what he calls a mini Glastonbury um, since as long as he can remember and he's getting closer to it year by year. Um, I suggest you check it out for, for a weekend of music, um, a real family experience and a beautiful part of the country. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Ross. This conversation was um, pretty late in the day, recorded last night about 11 o'clock. So um, I, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Ross, listen, thanks very much for, for joining me in this one. Um, on the, In the true traditions of entertainment and in the traditions of organizing festivals, we're chatting here at um, quarter past 11 on a Monday night. You're having a busy time of it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty busy. We're we're in the mouth, We're two days away from launching our festival number two, which is a children's festival called Artebus. Um and it's it's uh, this year's a bit as a pilot really with uh, schools, primary schools within twelve mile radius, P six P seven. So getting getting the site sort of finalised, I suppose, uh, ahead of that, which is quite it's exciting and really So Because the,
0: the last time we were talking um, on, on the, in the podcast was in 2016, and um, the landscape, was was it very different back then?
1: Uh, 2016, yeah, it was. 2016, we were sort of on the, well, 2015 was, was financially the hardest year for for us, um, we lost quite a lot of lot of money, and um, for various reasons. But we uh, we only decided to press ahead with the 2016 festival uh, in April, end of April, um, which to turn around a festival the scale of of what, of what we do in three months uh, and program it, and was, was was a bit of a feat, but it. it uh, it, it, it worked and it, uh, 2015 was maybe, in, in hindsight, the, the best thing that could have ever happened is because it gave us this real strong focus. Uh, and six months later, um, we were employed for the first time and Stendhal was no longer a totally voluntary organisation after six years. So, so yeah. Um.
0: And so for, for, for those people that, I keep on saying this to you, um, for those people that haven't heard of Stendhal, um, because... A lot of people have heard of Stendhal, um, you've got some fantastic numbers last year, we'll talk about that in a, in a moment, but for those people that may not be familiar with Stendhal, um, can you just give us a couple of lines describing um, what it is and what it's all about and what you're trying to achieve with it?
1: Uh, well, the couple, couple of lines I would use is, it's, uh, in, in my humble opinion, Northern Ireland's Glastonbury on a Northern Irish nano Glastonbury scale. <laughs> okay. But that's what that's what's that's what we that's what we do and, uh, yeah.
0: so. and you've been it's been on the go since twenty
1: eleven? Two thousand eleven, yeah, that's the year eight for
0: What what sort of numbers do you get up at uh Ballymally Cottage?
1: Uh last year we had six and a half thousand. We're hoping this year for around eight. So we've we've had thirty percent average annual growth. Since 2011, uh, bearing in mind, and that's accounting for 2015's dip. So, so we're, and this year we're, we're actually limiting our growth to 22% on that. Um, and this is yeah. your
0: first year you've been full time employed.
1: This is your month well second year month 15. <coughs>
0: And what, what changes th- how does that make in terms of the organisation of it and the project management of it and book and acts and all that sort of stuff?
1: Uh, book acts doesn't get any easier. Uh, as far as project management, it it's just gives more time, uh, more uh, longer conversations with, with key people, key stakeholders, um, and the ability to... Yeah, uh, it's, suppose twenty sixteen was, 2016 was, was an, a great event. Twenty seventeen was by far our best, but twenty sixteen after twenty fifteen, you know, we were we showed an amazing resilience to the whole team and to to do what we'd done and, and come sort of back from the ashes so to speak. Um, and twenty seventeen was the first year we, we were full time on Stendhal after doing that in twenty sixteen. And twenty seventeen was uh, you know we grew fifty percent. Sometimes, what was uh, so good about it last year? Uh, just I think being able to be full time on it, being able to consider uh, things more. Uh, not the last time we were speaking, I was commuting to Belfast five days a week. You know, just had my first baby. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's just that. Well, um, I I wouldn't say we we work any less, but um, that's just um, much more
0: considered. Because when it, when you when you sort of strip it down to to just what you've talked about, this kind of mini, mini Glastonbury idea, and this is something that whenever I first met you, which is probably two thousand and twelve, I met you maybe I think up at the um, festival for the first time, and yeah. um, you had said to me that this was you'd been to Glastonbury and you'd always wanted to do something like this. If you're really to harbour any ambitions about creating any kind of festival, you can't really do it part time.
1: No, definitely not. Not not when you get to a certain level. Like I think, uh, well, the last time we spoke, we, uh, we had we were we were managing a large budget on, uh, on totally voluntary capacity. Like I still joke about this because we still don't have a, a bookkeeper or. Like my dad's the bookkeeper. He's a, he's a retired banker, but he's probably on average doing sixteen to twenty hours a week. Retired. Mm-hmm. Never mind all the strumming he does around the site every day, and you know whatever. Um, but but to continue as as voluntary just it, it, it wasn't sustainable, so it was kind of the best leap that we we took and. uh, and, and getting to where we're at today, you know, and we're sitting in quite a nice position today. Where, you know, a few years ago when we were talking about sponsor agreements and and whatnot, you know, if, if somebody had offered us three thousand pounds, we'd have been amazed. Um, and there's certain politics now happen within certain offers and conversations and all the rest, and we we discuss it and we just no, nah. you know what I mean, and that. That's, so
0: you're, you're turning sponsors away?
1: We are. If, if we don't, if we don't, you know, we, we, there's nobody values our product more than us, obviously. We create it, we, we produce it. Uh, and if, if things don't align um, to to our expectation, uh, and I'm sure there's a bit of learning within that because we're very early in the whole sponsorship world. um But it's nice for us, having come from this time two and a half years ago of the festival maybe not existing again, to now um, not be desperate, I suppose, for for those three grand opportunities.
0: Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that that I know we've spoken before off-air, if that's the way you want to call it, but it's about... The, what what um, what value there is in your property? If you call it a property, the festival has a value to a sponsor. But I think ultimately, if you as an organizer don't fully appreciate and understand that value, then any sponsor coming in giving you money, it, it doesn't really have the same impact. If you get a commercial partnership where there is true brand alignment and where they totally get what you're doing. Because the festival is very different. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to read out some of the marketing collateral that I've, I've been taking a look at. Um, you know, you mentioned Get a Mission and what we do. And you say we celebrate all things creative and programme an eclectic weekend of music, poetry, comedy, dance, theatre, contemporary and traditional arts, sculpture, street performances, craft, workshops and a dedicated family programme. Like that's a massive list of stuff to be organized and you just wouldn't want to take any like for for example what commercial partner would want to come in and get involved in that if they didn't fully believe in what you were doing
1: yeah well that's yeah that's that's a very very fair question it's uh there there's so much to it but there's 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 so much opportunity as well um you know for 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 like like minded brands i suppose um you know we've well, this year we will we will have at least eight thousand people captive for the weekend where where brands or that we we feel are appropriate can kinda maximize you know uh, their profile uh, at at Stendhal um and all been well. Stendhal will be a great experience all around. You know, so that, that there's there's no negatives there for or anybody that would be you know questioning but 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 also we think of you know when we sit down in January and we say here's the people we should we should approach for sponsorship you know they, they may, may never have heard of Stendhal, they may have never certainly seen the site and you have to see the site. Paul. Yeah. Um, you know you've, you've been and it's, 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 it's evolving Incredibly, at An incredible rate, now. It's um, magnificent,
0: man. It's really, it's a brilliant showcase for all of the stuff you talk about, and you know, from from traditional art through the music and craft, and the 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 way that it um, encourages and welcomes families and childrens is to be commend Children is to be commended as well.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's well, that's that's what we're built on. As as the family does, and that runs right through the team. Um, many many families produce Stendhal um there's four generation families coming to Stendhal which is a great thing to say um but that yeah that's 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 what it's all about um
0: do you have any do you have any sponsors lined up for this year that you can talk about positively and sort of give a bit of background as to how those relationships have been nourished
1: uh we have we have a couple um we have Rhea Music based in Kilkeel um Remake make pedal boards uh, and other music gear, uh, wooden, um, crafted, designed in house, um, and they're and they're doing really well. And it's young young guy Stephen Henderson.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy, Stephen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he he kind of reminds me of myself when I was a bit younger. All the rest and his uh, one of his his colleagues. Paul has played a standal a few times and suggested that we should meet. And we met and yeah, we liked what we heard and he's going to sponsor Woodtown area, which obviously Woodtown he makes products handcrafted from, from Wood. So uh it's it's a lovely wee marriage for us and for them. Um so that's 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 the kind of thing, you know, um we don't just want sponsors to to come in, obviously, with money, and money is great for for ensuring and building an our capacity, But uh, you know, it has to it has to have a bit of style, style around the format of what it is that we're doing together. Basically. Yeah,
0: I think that if you're if you're setting out to attract those kind of partnerships, then the ones that you secure will definitely they're more likely to flourish and they're more like, likely to have reciprocal benefit, whereas some other sponsorships that they come in and unless you're involved for with an event or with a property for more than two or three years, I think those types of sponsorships tend to die off very quickly where the brand doesn't feel they get value and you don't feel that you're getting support from them.
1: Yeah, well it's, it's kinda a of, well, you know, a good example for any any festival or large event is is the drinks companies uh you know and, and this is the first year that we've sort of been talking to various or met sorry with various um drinks companies and brands and whatnot and that's all totally new to us and we're very uh we don't want logos and posters just yet, but uh we are we are looking for a medium term relationship with somebody and and it all just seems like uh one one year um a one year buy in really from them and what they're offering and and what 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 that means to us and you know uh and them getting six thousand adults captive for a weekend drinking their product and enjoying themselves um so again that's sort of one where we're sort of saying no, we're not it's, it's not really worth it um at this stage, you know, obviously those conversations are ongoing. But that's that's the other scale of it. Um and that, that is a commercial head uh and that decision to make, you know, whereas real music is a beautiful fit. Woodtown to me personally is one of my favourite areas of the festival and I value it a lot more at what um we might have agreed, but, but it's the perfect marriage, so
0: let's, let's see what happens now I, I i would say that there's a probably um a very it's a very noble thought and there's there is at some point a a fine balance between um making those partnerships commercially work for you um and and also holding out for the noble cause because i think um once you find a brand that's really into what you do and they completely get you both as a brand and as the people behind the brand, then those real relationships can flourish for, for years and years and years, you know. Um, and it's something that you're quite right to hold out for, I think. You mentioned this year you're looking at um, 8,000 8, attendees. So you said about 6,000 of those are going to be adults and um, the rest are children?
1: Well, it'll be something like that. If a previous uh, proportion of family ticket sales to singles is, yes, that, that, that'll be the... Be the That'll be the demographic.
0: So, what's what's on offer then for everybody that turns up this year, Ross?
1: Oh, uh, weather-wise, we'll see what see what see what comes. Um, musically, uh, without doubt, our strongest and most comprehensive lineup to date. Um, I'm incredibly happy with the lineup and what we've got out there, and maybe a couple of things yet to come. Uh, so, um great music, uh, 80% of which is Northern Irish um, and yeah, lots of, lots of unique spaces to enjoy the music uh, and also different, different arts elements within the program dotted around the the site. Uh, The site for those that haven't been there consists of two, two fields and three woodland areas uh, eight stages, uh, great food, great drink, and, yeah, lots of, lots of colour, and...
0: Yeah, it's very, it is very vibrant. It it reminds me, um, I was at the, the Body and Soul Festival last year.
1: I'm hoping to do this weekend.
0: Are you? Good man, good man. Stay away from the carousels, but that's another story. Um, it, it, it's brilliant, it's really well organised, and I think you'll probably... Certainly in terms of the layout, in terms of the wooded area, everything that they do is just a little bit more scaled up than Stendhal. But you, get, you can see very quickly that what you're doing and what they're, that they're doing is not far off um, from what works. It's kind of a very, um, it's a brilliant weekend. I I took a look at the lineup. Um, I'm not going this weekend. I took a look at the lineup recently and I wasn't really familiar with, with all that many of the artists. So that's probably suggesting that I'm somehow slipping further away from their, sweet spot of their
1: demographic uh, uh, I would say body and soul like uh, uh, program very niche acts um, they wouldn't wouldn't be uh, current popular it's, it's kind of their body and soul I, I don't believe they're programmer but I would say their programmers reasonably well traveled every 12 months yeah uh, and yeah. finds amazing amazing music um so yeah, that's 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 what I'd say. I think Lancum who are playing with us are playing Boden Tool. All right. Okay. Okay. They, they they won two two radio two folk awards there this year. Uh, Granite Gaze best original track. Check it out.
0: So. I'll take a look at that. I'm just looking at the lineup here. You, you neglected to mention any of the artists that are playing, so I'm just going to give a run through here. So um and so I watch yeah, you from that far. Don't... Is there a fairly popular band from Northern Ireland here. Um, um, Embrace would be a band that I would be familiar with. They've been on the road for a few decades now, but they're pretty easy on the air too. And then you've got Craig Charles Funk and Soul Club, who I was listening to on Saturday night um, on Radio 2. I think it is or Radio 1 and he is brilliant. He's a really good DJ. And then you've got um, Ryan McMullen, who's setting the world on fire over here. And then you've got the four of us, um, and I'm going to throw the curveball in. So you're going to have um, Derek Ryan playing alongside the Whalers. We're going to have
1: Derek Ryan playing alongside the Whalers, indeed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. How how did you manage to get? I'm not going to talk about how you got a uh, Derek Ryan in because I think he's probably a really good one for you to get as well. Because whether you choose to accept it or not, that type of music is particularly popular in these parts.
1: I'm yeah, I'm a total total music snob as far as country music goes. I just uh never was never introduced to that scene, um, I suppose. Um and it's it's totally not my bag, but it, it's 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 without doubt, uh in this region. Um local people pay to go out and see music. Uh, country is by far and away the leader. Uh which is something I would love to be to dilute. If that's the right that's not the right word. Um, something I'd like to uh change over over the longer term because I, you know, um, I just feel that, uh, and this is very personal, this is not a stendal. uh, that you know, country music fans only in my experience only listen to country music and. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we talked about booking bigger country acts for years and we, we never did it because we're snobs musically or whatever. But for me, for me, from a selfish personal programming perspective, bringing country in, in to Stendhal attracts that local demographic um, that go and see country once a fortnight or once a month li- religiously and pay to do it um, and bringing them into Stendhal where there might be 3% of, of their experience as is, is that contract and they, they get to see other stuff which they definitely wouldn't pay to go and see but that might, that might catch their ear or tap their foot or you know um, just trying to broaden broaden musical horizons I suppose.
0: No I think, uh, I think that um, the, the first year I was there you had a bluegrass band playing down at the very bottom. Um, I can't remember the name of them, but they played probably around two o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I arrived down for the afternoon, stayed for a couple of hours, and had to go back again. And they, this, there was this bluegrass combo, and they were brilliant. You know, it was the kind of band you'd love to see in a pub about two o'clock in the morning. They were oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic. I'm living right now. This is I'm recording this rather right now, maybe about a hundred meters away from the Randale, which is arguably the mecca for all hillbillies on a Saturday night and um, Derek Ryan will sell out the Ryan deal along with Nathan Carter these guys will be queuing up from half seven or eight o'clock to get into a venue that takes about 700 people and no more and when it's closed it's closed and they're really really um, you know they're 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 massive fans as you say of that particular genre how they will maybe stay on to go and see the four of us or step on over to see the Whalers, I don't know but I think it's you know it's a brave move of you to invite a different genre in entirely in its entirety and with the expectation that you know they may not necessarily sit around for everything else but I think I think you kind of owe it to to people in Northern Ireland to everybody needs to hear about this is what I'm trying to say I guess you know and if you can spread the message out to a different uh, constituency or stakeholder group I think you should do that.
1: Yeah well uh, I suppose just for me you know the 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 booking essentially comes from from trying to engage more local people in what we're doing and rural arts and uh, creative capacity and all that stuff. But it, you know, if, if they come in to Stendhal and they come in to Karma Valley and they go into Woodland within their journey, and knowing that that's on their doorstep, and you know, and yes, they'll not like, they may not like all the music that they hear because we do everything from death metal to the poetry, but um, but the, the, they'll feel a connection with you know what, this is this is a decent sized event. Uh, it's been a nice experience. I've seen this uh, you know stuff I've never experienced in, in real life um, that I enjoyed, and I tapped my foot to and I spoke. I've seen that guy. I haven't seen him in ten years. You know, and it's, it's all it's all that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of what that booking brings uh, to us as well as obviously those who, who come and want to see Derek grand have a great time during that gig as well with with tree background rather than a a hall or a hotel ballroom you know
0: yeah because I think I think one of the things is that it's very much an experience as well as a like a venue it's it's, a, it's an experience for the stand the standal experience will be probably more invigorating for them than just going to the Randiel or going to uh, the Vista. hotels in Bundorn, That the household, this kind of music. You know, I'm just looking at the listing for the Wheelers, which is probably a little bit more of my scene. Um, they played Glastonbury in 2014, and um, whilst there's only maybe two or three of the original band left, like, they were part of an act... That sold hundreds of millions of albums throughout the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, and you know, and that's Whalers Um, to me, is is just uh, was the icing on the program and cake because the program was looking stronger than ever anyway, and to get the Wheelers and bring um to bring that music to a field outside Lomavadi, um. And not just the music, the vibes to the people that are there and feeling that music that night. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really beautiful thing. Um, and I think it's just the kind of pick-me-up people will people need, I suppose. Um,
0: I think that's really well put. You know, I think that, you know, it's um, you have to really frame this and, and put it in context that there, there, there's a certain reality to, to what you're doing is that a band like the Whalers who might have played was it the Bob Marley album is in the Lyceum in 1978 or there's a really big album that he play. he is top recognized the top 20 or top 30 albums of all time it was Bob Marley and the live i think at the Lyceum in London yeah. and you're talking about the list their playlist you know um one one love was was named song of the millennium um by the BBC and you're you're te- you, you just said it there like you know they're going to be playing Limovati, you know they
1: are going to be playing Limovati and they're going to be isn't that deadly <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh yeah, it's kind of a yourself kind of moment. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a great thing. You know, the sun sets and the wheelers come on, and everybody's already had a a lovely afternoon and evening. And they they'll not finish the night, but they will certainly uh, bring the night in. <laughs> this
0: this this kind of self deprecating thing that you've got going, where you're very modest about. The work that you put in, and your co- how many volunteers do you have working on this? Can you name the number?
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, there's uh, 158, I think, on the team page, the full team page. We have different team pages because there's 158 would be kind of covering festival weekend more so, uh, and then there's like a core team of I think it's 92. That's um, is
0: that a plus 92?
1: No, that's ninety two within so one hundred
0: and fifty. All oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, so you've got like a hundred and fifty odd volunteers who come along to make this thing happen with maybe a handful of paid for staff, um, and then uh, a well, part time bookkeeper who's a retired bank manager bringing the whalers to Limavady.
1: Yeah. And uh,
0: since since two thousand and eleven, which is your seventh year, and you bring you brought in. I um, mean, again, we've talked about this before. Some of the artists that have played, uh. Stand up to now are, are quite legendary in their own their own right, but I think your lineup this year is magnificent.
1: Yeah, and and even uh, you know, I haven't mentioned the Ulster Orchestra. Uh, to get to get them on board, we've actually two orchestras playing this year. We've got our first ever and our second ever, which is uh, the Irish video game orchestra. We, we play like Zelda on the, the orchestra and whatnot. And then the Ulster Orchestra coming uh, is 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 gonna be great. Um That's going to to be a spectacle, it's going to be beautiful, it's going to uh, soak the afternoon atmosphere, all you know, all that. Um, and and you know, that's there's so many artists and acts within within the bill that are that are just incredible. I seen David Keenan for the first time, I had booked him like a week before, but I I caught him live for the first time last Monday in Dublin, and or two Mondays ago, sorry, and uh. Just incredible.
0: Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, so I'm looking through um, here, the listing here and you've got uh, Lancome you've mentioned who are winners of the Radio 2 Folk Awards. You've got um, a the Bur- the Woodburning Savages. You have um, the Irish Video Game Orchestra you've mentioned. Ursula Burns, who's uh, who's a bit of a name in her own right. Um, yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, her aunt was born about five minutes from where I live right now. Um like there's some names that, that you know you can talk about. Derek Ryan Derek Ryan is second to Nathan Carter in the country music scene, you know, or the Irish country music scene. So like again for, for it is what it is. If you're gonna bring that genre into the festival, you might as well bring it from the very, very top. And um I think all the other artists are um yeah, that's a that's an incredible um lineup you have there completely. You said that you've got some other artists that are yet to confirm.
1: Uh, we have a, a couple of things to potentially, uh, to potentially announce. Um,
0: any chance of an exclusive here?
1: Well, I can give you part exclusive without any names. Um, That's where we're, we're, we're to work <laughs> out. <laughs> we're, we're, we're consulting with, uh, who we need to consult with, about potentially opening on the Thursday evening and programming some stuff for the Thursday evening as well. Oh, Amazing.
0: Um, Amazing.
1: So that would be our first first step in the third day, uh, which is all part of our pricing plan strategy over the next few years in order to to get away from funding and to become sustainable and all the rest, you know. So that's quite exciting if if, uh, the team, well, the team have already voted that they're happy enough. We're just checking some things with uh, licensing and and whatnot, whether we can do acoustic or we can, can do a bit of amplified music or not.
0: So well, you might be that the festival might be coming a three day festival this year.
1: Hopefully, hopefully it's looking. I would say at the minute we're we're eighty five percent, and that that that'll be something that'll come out in the next sort of week. Um, that
0: that's we'll pretty look. good, you know. That's um, that's uh, a it'll be brilliant if, if that was the case because I think that. Um, you no, know, we haven't talked about the weather. Maybe let's not talk about the weather. There are obviously a few things that are out of your control that will help make the weekend a much better event for, for families. But right now six and a half thousand people seem to think it's pretty good anyway, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the weather will be what it what it is. And uh I think that that was another turning point maybe last year, is that uh with a week to go and you don't you know no matter what the long term, the medium short term. The weather forecast and, and i i watch it quite closely as i'm sure you can appreciate um you know it only has two two days foresight. um and last year we sold we had sold out of family weekend camping and single weekends with a week 10 days to go so mm-hmm. so that was a massive uh boost uh, uh in everything that that, that, that happened because for years, obviously, for the first six years. And we talked about it, and everybody has talked about it, uh, is the weather and how the weather's such a factor in Northern Ireland doing what, doing what we do. And last year, that's that's, that's the tipping point, I suppose, uh, came, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, those that were sitting on the fence waiting on the weather uh, were sitting on a, on a much longer fence. So.
0: Yeah, I think that... You know, you've done your marketing exceptionally well. I think that I'm, I'm going to mention the web the web address now, which is stendalfestival.com for anybody listening who wants to go and try and grab a, a look at the list of um, acts, artists and performers that are attending the weekend.
1: I would I would ask them, uh, before they, they dip into the, the music offering, is to just, uh, assuming they have good internet, good streaming internet, is to watch the homepage for 30, 40 seconds. Uh, it really gives a great
0: flavour of the weekend. No, I think I think you're right. I think that you know when you're when you're marketing an event like this, um, to have aspirations and a very fixed north star like like a mini Glastonbury is very it's very noble. It gives you a clear strategy and a clear vision of of what you want to achieve. Um, and for those people who are into their arts, their culture, um, you know, are interested in spending quality time with family. Um, who are interested in getting into some fresh air, or who are interested in doing something different, you know, it's on your doorstep. People, you know, it's just, it's so, it's relatively central to any part of the north of Ireland. And there are people coming up, I know there are people coming up from all over Ireland to see this. I know that the, the demographic the last time, um, and you maybe have some information, that was maybe you don't, but I know that there was a lot of people, tra- um, there were a lot of people who were coming in who, who had travelled some distance to get there
1: yeah well uh yeah that's um that that continues i mean yes, yesterday for example we were sending a meeting this morning that uh you know the majority of ticket sales yesterday was a good good day for ticket sales um the majority of them actually came from uh down south walu Dublin bankcrana um so yeah uh hundred percent It's uh we, we about thirty percent of our, of our crowd come from the local region, which is now much bigger than we used to used to measure things within the Mavati borough. We're now measuring things obviously in the Cosby Coast. Yeah.
0: Um
1: so but thirty percent coming from the Cosby Coast means that we're bringing seventy percent in from beyond that, which is is uh, is great and, and and that has shown itself over the last couple of years And as far as tourism funding that that we've applied for. That's what's uh what has risen within funding despite despite the other um, other funding fall, you know.
0: I think that um one of the one of the things that you have in your favor, um, you know, you, you as a as a as a festival, you're keen to establish yourselves as a, an innovator um in the promotion of the arts. Um and i know that we've talked about this before but it's kind of written across every festival program for the since two, since 2011 that you're trying to um you know you're trying to create something different there and it's inclusive and you know um in in the climate that we have currently it's a real you know economic climate and this climate of uncertainty with all the bullshit about brexit and everything else it's a real um, it's really positive to see that you've grown from strength to strength, um, with with most things going against you almost. You know.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, we're definitely going from strength to strength. There's no, you know, um, you know, you, you know, The uh, economics is kind of my background, and uh, quite a percentages, short, medium, long term thinker. And uh, you know, up until this year, that's thirty percent average growth. You know that we started in 2011, which was at the back of obviously a calamity of uh, recklessness economically, um, and even even today, I think without you know keeping my ear to the ground with suppliers and business and all the rest, you know, disposable income is not as is, is not as fluid as as I think uh, we'd be led to believe. And and we're still experiencing that growth, and we're sitting, you know, here's an exclusive. We're sitting about seventy, eighty percent up on this time last year in tickets. So we're probably we're probably going to sell out um, by 20 to 26th of July on on <laughs> forecast, which which would be amazing. But totally box the trend of what I'm hearing out and about. Certainly domestically, I don't know what I don't. All, I don't follow the news and whatever, so I don't know what's happening beyond that. But um
0: Well I was at the I went to that big weekend thing in Belfast. Um I was very lucky to get tickets to that. Some I of the see. some of the acts were, were brilliant. Um but it was so you had Franz Ferdinand and um, Underworld and and Beck had played the previous night, I didn't get to see you, but It was basically like something like live from the London Palladium where you were wheeling these acts on to do 20 minutes and then they would sort off again. And it was just like a conveyor belt of stuff. And it it was really, I felt it was really soulless. That's very opinionated. Um,
1: Well, well, I I, I wasn't at it, but I, you know, the the BBC, um, who we work with and very very good to this, put out uh, about the fringe event and looking for promoters to to engage in that you know and the reality is that promoters in northern ireland uh, uh at any small or medium level don't have uh money to risk even though there might, might be additional profiles that that kind of level of money well certainly this is how we uh, and there was a lot of money pumped into obviously the Titanic and the Docks and whatnot. Yeah. It just felt a bit, um I don't know, I can't think of the word, but, um, well, as, as you say, maybe soulless. It was, it was kind of, you know, it was bringing all these acts in. What's it doing for Northern Irish music? As a promoter myself, knowing there's only so many entertainment pounds in a in marketplace, it was £18 pounds a ticket both nights, so that's 36 pounds Names 10,000 people maybe, each nights, 20,000, 36 by 20,000 is 720 grand straight away out of out of the entertainment uh, tickets. I will buy a ticket and go to this thing, market. Okay. You know, and there was nothing coming back uh, via the fringe or whatever, or two Northern Irish artists, other than Ash and, and one or two others. So it kind of uh, it felt about soulless from my perspective as well.
0: Um, well, I, I would have to I would have to probably caveat the the soulless comment by saying that the performers were not soulless. You know, the the Franz Ferdinand were electrifying, uh, uh, Underworld were otherworld. They were just it was just amazing. And there were some bands that were really good, but all of the food and catering were Glasgow companies, and. You know it didn't have a northern Irish feel to it. It didn't have anything else other than like a night at the Palladium where you're wheeling artist after artist and um I was down seeing Nick cave and um you know that was a show like it was completely there to serve the audience that had paid money and um the I think you know you want to be entertained, but you want to feel that you're contributing something at the same time, and I think that um those those gigs that they just don't do it, you know, those big big weekends just well, don't do it for me anyway.
1: No, I've I, I have reservations about the um licensed payers having to pay eighteen pounds to go to something that's been put on that's probably cost neutral in many in regards. Versus and that was only done because Glastonbury was off this. Off. That's right.
0: That's right. Um, that's, what, that's what made me kind of bring it up because um, you know, all roads lead back to Glastonbury when we talk about Stendhal, There's one thing that you mentioned earlier about the corporate sponsors that that you have secured, and you've got support from media partners in the Irish News and Q Q Radio, and um, also the Tourism NI on the Causeway Coast. So you're getting good support from from good people. You're obviously keen to encourage other commercial partners to get involved.
1: Oh, we are, we are 100, percent. and even you know, even the BBC. Hope they say um, we're we're working with the BBC this year. We've
0: great bunch of uh, ads. I've always liked them.
1: Uh, we've we've um, we've built them a, a really nice spot to do some sort of live recordings of local musicians. Um, we're going to broadcast live on the radio.
0: That's excellent. That's excellent. Two,
1: oh, John, two stages, which which at, at the end of the day just lost extra profile and, um, and there's no financial gain to us, and we're not looking for that sort of partnership from the BBC, but. Uh, to to spread the message and you know we're here then it's uh it's definitely definitely a good relationship to uh to capitalize on
0: well here listen um thanks very much for your time and it's now two minutes to 12 and it's another day another dollar almost for you so i'm going to close off now um i would i would just finally encourage anybody who's listening to this to um Take a look at com. Um, as as Ross says, take a look at the homepage and the holding visual or the video that gives you a real snapshot as to what the festival is all about. But the best way to experience the festival is to go there, and for a weekend in in August, um, I don't think you're going to get any better entertainment across the island of Ireland that weekend. So it's really it has become a landmark weekend for. Festival goers, music lovers, people who are into crafts, culture, art, and looking after the family and feeling good about yourself—it's a, it's a, it's a go-to destination. Also, um, listen, thanks very much for your time again this evening. I uh, always good to catch up, and I wish you well. Um, and I get a chance to get a beer with you at the Whalers. All been well. Uh,
1: I would love to get a beer during the Whalers. Uh, <laughs> definitely a target. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, I'm um, sorry I've probably gone off piste on some questions because I'm um, nearly a ball of iron but uh, yeah, I would, I would encourage anybody that um, has any interest in, in good music, uh, good people, outdoors, uh, family, friends, nearest and dearest time, then come and uh, experience Karma Valley and yeah, tell us, tell us what you think
0: it's a it is a it's a deadly festival it really is brilliant and it's a credit to to yourself and your other colleagues and the 160 odd volunteers who are putting the shift in so i hope everything goes well and and i look forward to seeing you down there ross listen thanks very much man we'll we'll talk we'll talk again soon
1: good man 100 percent. thanks paul